There is only one thing on this earth more powerful than evil, and that's us. Hi guys, this is Claire Kramer, aka the Great Glorificus, and you are listening to the Buffy Back Issue Bed. Welcome to the Buffy Back Issue Bin, the show where we go through all the Buffy and Angel comics that are canon chronologically. I'm Zach. And I'm Emily. Do we have an intro? We just got power through? Um, the intro is, this what? is Angel. <laughs> yeah, welcome. Welcome to Angel and Faith. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Let's just dive into it. I don't think we really have anything. That was the biggest sigh ever by the dog. Right, I don't think so. Let's give the people what they're here for, the, the comic. Oh, that's right. In color commentary. Is that us? Yeah. We're in red and green because it's the Christmas season right now. This is just my shirt. Mine has a llama on it. Angel and Faith, written by series regular Victor Gershler, with art being continued by Will Conrad. And this arc is called United. Now that I said that, it just makes me think of the airline. I know, right? Is anyone uncomfortably dragged off of a plane in this? Was that United? I hope so, otherwise I'll have to cut that. Might have been. I mixed them all up in my head. I used to know where all their hubs were. Anyway. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. I guess we'll see. Anyway. But hey, for those who don't remember, in the middle of season 10, Angel walks out into a foggy streetway to find none other. A streetway? A streetway. Okay. The Strata. A streetway. Whatever. To find one Winifred Burkle alive and well. Okay, can we just ask the general question why Fred was just wandering down this random street? It's an interesting question to have. We never answer it, so. In any way, shape, or form. We're just going to move along. So Angel stops her. And he's like, Fred, Fred, I can't believe you're here. Boy, that coincidence is going to bother me now. Why is she there? I don't know. Also, if Fred knew that Angel was in London still, why wouldn't she seek him out? Yeah, whatever. Okay. Moving on. Fred's alive and then she faints. Yeah, she just manages to say, Angel, Illyria, she's... And then she faints. So Angel carries her off, as one does. (laughs) Well, I bet that's not foreboding. Nah. In a similarly fogged up streetway. Also known as an alley this time. Keeping it. Streetway. Streetway. Is that going to be your new name for all sorts of streets, boulevards, roads, alleys? We see two young people who we've seen in the deers before about to get mugged by some toughs. Okay, just so A London tough. This is a lovely young couple. The male is at least appearing to be totally human. The female has some cool tentacles coming out of her head, so... Ooh, interspecies erotica. No, no erotica, just interspecies. Okay. Just interspecies. And so they're about to get mugged, and they're like, are, are you mugging us because you don't like that we're an interracial couple? No, we just want your money. <laughs> this has nothing to do with anything other than you're in a foggy alley in the middle of the night, and we have knives. But then a creature in a long black cloak shows up. Hooded, mysterious figure. Who has a red face. Look, it's, it's not that serious. It's, it's Co. We know it's Co. Serious? Mysterious. It's not that mysterious. It's pretty serious, yeah, he, though. he has a very serious face. Yes. And they attack Co. and then Co. being the trained, stealthy, stoic fighter that he is, loudly announces everything that he's about to break on these people. Punches a guy in the face, goes, jaw! Breaks a guy's wrist, goes, wrist! Kicks a guy in the dick, goes, dick! No, he doesn't. That is not in the book. That is somebody's tasteless edition. That would have been hilarious. Collarbone. Nose. Butt. Anyway, it's seemingly effective because there's a little bit of onomatopoeia next to each of these body parts showing us that they've all broken. Yep. And we see that Ko is a nice noble protector. Hero of the streets. Helper of the helpless. And the the couple are like, can we, can we repay you? Like, what can we do? Thank you. And he's like, I didn't have anything better to do. 
And then he left. Well, he's like, I'm searching for someone. Like, if you're looking for someone, you need to go see Nadira. She's kind of the hub of knowing where to look for things. Ominous? I guess. And since this book is called Angel and Faith... We should probably mention Faith at some point. Yeah. We return to the flat of Rupert Giles, which is now Faith's legally. Maybe not anymore that he's alive. I don't know what happens to a will when the person comes back to life. And we see his aunt, Sophie and Lavinia, looking over Faith. But looking over them is a giant portrait of Jesus. Yeah, I never noticed that. I'm not really sure if that's a new edition or not, but... The only reason that I'm pointing it out is because the show and the books have really never dealt with Giles' faith in any way, shape, or form, or really most of their faiths. Like, we know that Willow was raised Jewish. We have no idea how deep that goes. We know that Riley is a regular churchgoer, and that's about it. Yeah, and the only reason it's really interesting, it shows up in two panels, one right on top of the other. And it is prominent. It is. It's There's a couple other things in the background that are more distinct. It's not like a tiny image of Jesus. It's like, this is Jesus' wall now. It's more just, um, it feels like the artist is trying to say something with that portrait, but I'm not really sure what he's trying to say because nothing comes up about that ever. And I mean, Angel's not even being crucified in this arc. What are we going to do without That's that? That's his favorite thing to do. Is it really his favorite? It's up there. It's a common pastime. I wouldn't really say it's his favorite. His favorite is brooding. But we see Sophie and Lavinia looking over Faith, saying that she needs to do a little something about her image, only to reveal the most disheveled faith you've ever seen she's flopped in a chair wearing sweatpants that are rolled up a stained t-shirt and a big bathrobe she just doesn't look great she has a coffee cup in her hand and she blames it on the jet lag faith i understand you how bad do you think bathrobes are selling these days i love bathrobes i know you do but with all of the recent like sexual allegations like 90 percent of them take place in bathrobes are bathrobes going out of fashion now I don't know. I hope not. I really like bathrobes. You can keep wearing them. They're cozy. Well, technically it's yours. Because somebody washed my bathrobe. With a thing I shouldn't have. With slippers. <laughs> Leather slippers. I'll cut that. You can't <laughs> control that that's in there. <laughs> and Faith is like, yeah, no, it's just, it's the jet lag. I, I don't need to deal with your crap. They're like, oh no, we'll totally make you over because we're all just like sisters. And Faith is like, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, except honestly, if somebody was like, yes, we'll make you over and buy you all new clothes, I'd be like, that's fine. I will happily deal with your company for a while. Yeah, I don't even know whose clothes she's wearing right now. I doubt hers. I know, unless she left some in London, just knowing that she'd be back Who at some point. Who would leave a t-shirt that stained anywhere? I would. Have you seen what's in my closet? Your stained t-shirt, number one. But going to our point of exposition this season, Angel takes Fred to see Nadira. Yeah, because now Angel is a total Nadira convert. He's like, Nadira can solve all problems. Nadira. You're not drunk in the bar at all this season. Which one, Angel or Nadira? Nadira. Angel took that role this season. (laughs) (laughs) That was Nadira's thing last year. This year, she's magic lady. So Angel's like, can you like deal with this, whatever's happening? Like, can you control the magic to figure out why, why Fred is back? And she's like, no, but I can't quite figure out what's happening here. Can you give us a lot of exposition, Angel, about who Fred is in case someone forgot? And the answer is no. Well, he does. Cool. <laughs> I wish it were no. <laughs> Which always feels kind How of... How much funny would that be if Angel were just like, it's too complicated to get into. Suffice it to say, can you fix her? Which always feels weird to me. Like, I understand if you were who like, mainstream comics, like, long ongoing things, like, the Stanley approach. Every comic is somebody's first. Are you really getting new readers on these books that aren't pre-established? I don't know. It but feels I kind unlikely. of like Stan's approach. Yeah, but do you need it here? Like, yeah, we know who she is. 
maybe there's people who are jumping on board to be like, I've never heard of this late 90s TV show. But now is the time. I hadn't really heard of it. How? Before college, which was in the late 2000s. Yeah, I suppose. But while Angel's explaining who Fred is, Fred decides to just, you know, raise her voice. Be like, hey, by the way, I kind of remember everything. I remember earlier his whole life. I remember being there. I was always kind of in the background, even though the show went out of its way to establish that I was not in any way, shape, or form in the background. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even take, like, when the new seed was born, I got, like, a massive memory dump, but it feels kind of going against what was pre-established, but whatever, it doesn't really affect anything. Just retroactively, it feels weird. And Angel Angel says something to that, to that effect, I don't know if it's here, if it's a little bit later, where he says, our working theory is that when the seed got reborn, that it kind of... Jump-started everything. Yeah, restarted both Faith and... Both faith. It kind of restarted both Fred and Illyria, but all within the same body. It's like that show. The Incredible Hulk? No. It's like Firestorm or whatever it was. Oh, those are two guys that become one, though. Oh, I guess so. That's also based on the book. There's a book there? Yeah, Firestorm wasn't an original TV character. Oh, I don't know. The Nuclear Man. Well, anyway. Yeah, I guess the Hulk is a better analogy, but whatever. I'm not worried about that. (laughs) It's also a more common analogy. It's better in every way. And they never correct Angel's theory, so I guess that's the theory that we're going with. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. It's fine. It works. It's kind of, I've come to accept that in comics, very few characters are ever actually dead. Or in this world. And so you're going to have to come up with some weird ways of bringing them back. And I guess this is as valid as anything. So, going over to Faith's side of the story, because if you remember right, Faith was going over to England to actually do a little bit of work. Yeah, she'd quit Deep Scan because... Everybody, Faith likes to bail every two seconds. Yeah, everybody else was in was in California, and she was all done with that. So she goes back over to London to work for the Zane Corporation. That pharmaceutical corporation that almost went belly up, what with the founder being turned into a vampire and trying to kill everyone. Right. But we find out very quickly that Faith only means this to be a temporary job, that this is just a couple weeks to get them on their feet. Make sure that everybody is all set to go, knows how to handle all of the demony things in Magic Town, and then she's gonna. Yeah, it's handy do to have what a Slayer on hand when your new re- pharmaceutical research company is being based out of like the new supernatural center of the world. And we kind of glossed over this, but I really enjoyed this moment. Sophie and Lavinia are concerned, rightly so, for Faith's resume. And how is she ever going to get a valid job if she keeps leaving jobs after a week at a time? I'm super with them on that. Like, yeah, I guess you're competent at what you do. But if you can't hold down a job, what does that say about you as an employee, Faith? I mean, I would just lie on the resume and just either not include things. Oh, of course. I didn't even know that was an option. If I had a thing for like two weeks, I just wouldn't put it down. But then she wouldn't have a thing ever. Then just expand it. It it would say Faith Slayer since... 1999. But inside of Zane Pharmaceutical, we see Clayface, or, you know, something to that equivalent, burst through the door. He's like, I need the cure that you have. I know you have it. Make me a man again. Just so we're clear, there is no cure yet. That we know of. I don't know. There's not. We don't know of a cure. (laughs) Um, But that's kind of what the idea is, that Zane is trying to create a way for Magic Town to become stable and people can be transformed back if they want to be. Back to regular town. (laughs) boring town but clayface runs in not really his name but looks just like him and faith grabs a handy fire hose and sprays him down into a puddle 
I actually like that she calls him Landslide. That's a much better name than Clayface, so Landslide. Just makes me think of that Fleetwood Mac song. It makes me think of the Dixie Chick song. Is that the same song? I couldn't tell you. Me neither. But, what's her name? Miss Zane. But the leader of Zane Pharmaceuticals, we shall call her Zane. Lady Zane. Lady Zane. She's like, hey, you're pretty handy there. Maybe you should stay on full-time. And Faith's like, look, more than anything, I was just coming back to London to take care of a few things. Kind of had a friend whose face got melted. And Lady Zane's like, hey, before you're off and do anything, you should go meet with a colleague of ours. He's asking for you by name. Faith's like, sounds like a good plan, especially because it's in a bar. Yeah, there's certainly nothing creepy about this organization at all. So Faith shows up in the bar, and who is waiting for her but Brant? Inspector Brant. He's found out that Faith is back, and so he offers to buy her a drink, which Faith accepts, even though she's on the job. Yeah, she, he's she like, like minorly protests for a second. She's like, I'm on duty. He's like, me too, chug a lug. And so she does. And they have a nice little heart-to-heart, kind of explaining why Faith is back, and what his deal is, and kind of like... Yeah, this is a kind of a clunky couple of pages. Yeah. It's more there just to dump a lot of information, move the story along so everyone meets up with each other, and for Faith to kind of spill her guts that she's really sad about her melted friend that she's going to go see. Her name was Nadira, and Faith needs to make up for it. And he's like, Nadira? The same Nadira that we're all talking about? Conveniently, we run in a very small circle in this part of London. Also, okay, this was something that bugged me. So last season, Faith definitely has some sort of responsibility that she feels for Nadira and for all of the other Slayers. But I wouldn't really call Nadira, like, her friend. Um, I put it at Survivor's Guilt. Yeah. Okay, I could roll with that. I just, it felt like not a super Faith-like reason to be like, I am on a quest to go back and find out what happened to Nadira. Yeah, I mean, up until recently, even dealing with Riley, Faith's thing has always been, I want to avoid the past. Right, exactly. I, I think that's what it is, is that because of Nadira and her survivor's guilt, it feels more Faith-like to pull a turner and just disappear. Specific reference. But applicable. So Faith, hearing that Nadira is alive and not melted in a hospital, goes to Nadira's loft. I guess it's a loft. We're going to call it a loft. I know. It looks almost like a barn. I don't know. Are there barns in Magic Town? I don't know. And Faith shows up and she's like, Nadira, you look more alive than the last time I saw you. And more neon. More swirly. Are we going to a rave? Let's hope not. Nadira could be awesome at a rave. She's all glowy. And swirly. Ah, she could drop so much acid. Why would she do that with the swirliness? I don't know. Sounds kind of awesome. Wouldn't you rather she was just there while other people dropped acid and then looked at her swirls? guess just seems like a win-win okay so anyway she's swirly living the dream being alive and faith starts her whole speech like she did with riley before being like riley i feel so bad blah 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 and nadira's like hey don't worry about it i know she pulls a riley on this one yeah everyone keeps on telling faith just don't worry about it except for giles who's like i chose buffy over you he's like (laughs) do worry about that i still like buffy more all of your fears are confirmed you can still have my house though Okay, bye. I gave it to you because you're the weak one. Bye. Yes. And so Nadira's like, my gift to you is that you may set aside any sort of guilt or whatever because we shall be friends. You have been absolved. And there's a touching moment of them holding hands, swirly hand and normal hand. Maybe that's what the Jesus is up there for. Maybe. Absolving faith of guilt. But hey, since this is, you know, a small world after all. Let's go to Disney tomorrow. We have a day off. Anyway. But Angel comes in from another room where apparently Fred is laying down resting and Angel and Faith see each other for the first time in a while, considering this book is called Angel and Faith. I know, and Angel's like, uh, when'd you get back? She's like, well, 
Sorry, I just didn't, I didn't quite get around to, like, calling you. And they have... In your sewer apartment? A very awkward look at each other. And then it kind of softens. And then the two of them hug. And then Adira is smiling in the corner. I know this is a small thing, but I, I like this hug. It's not a comic book hug. No, that's a real person like, hug. Yeah, this is just like a full embrace. One of my all-time favorite things, like especially reading like superhero comics, is so much of the posing is always, you know, ass out. You gotta show off the posterior of everyone. Is it really? Oh my god, yeah, everything is... Yes, of Even course. the male superheroes? Everyone. That's hilarious. But my favorite is like, if you see two people hugging, and somehow their bodies are contorted in such a way like their torsos are face-to-face, but both butts are facing towards like the camera huh i'm like that's not a regular people don't hug like that you don't twist your hips so you're showing your ass to who's ever watching the hug let's hope not i mean i might i know that's what i was just thinking is anyone around i was just thinking it's very flat very flat but this is a normal person hug. yeah i like that it's also only shown from the waist up which is nice it just is it just looks like yeah i know it's a small thing to do but i kind of appreciate when these books can be more based on how people would do things yeah and i also really like the art too the art looks more realistic in this particular book than the last buffy one that we were reading oh hey was it a superman book or a bat he's um this guy's doing some work for dc right now it looks great i can't remember if it was a superman book or a batman book off the top of my head just because i had both characters i was like oh no kidding so he's you know moved up in the world oh yeah Good for him. Yeah. Doing some big old work. But as Angel and Faith are hugging, Co walks into the room too because, you know, everyone, let's just convalesce on this one thing, even though we're all coming from totally different points. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever just walked into like, met five different people you knew at one spot on accident? Let me think. I feel like it would be more likely to happen to me than you. Probably. Kind of a little bit last weekend. Moving on. But Co walks into the room. He's like, I'm looking for someone. And then Fred wakes up from her nap. She's like, it's Co." Epic face of looking concerned. Yeah, then it's worried Fred. Fred goes up to Ko. She's like, I remember you. And Ko, I love Ko's reaction just because the last time Ko saw Illyria, she looked just like Fred. He's like, yeah, no kidding. We we saved the world together. Do you not remember that part? It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, we know each other. What, what's the biggie here? And then Angel explains the whole thing to Ko that it's not really Illyria, but Fred, and that Fred died. And, you know, going with the shocked reaction face co also has that one he's like yeah makes sense heard of old ones doing that before bunch of jackasses just stealing bodies i know that's very not nice i also feel like he should have known that because weren't all of the old ones massive i guess so and if Illyria was hanging out in this like one tiny little person's body you think he'd put two and two together you would think but whatever but anyway co is like i really need to talk to Illyria. can we communicate with Illyria, even though you are fred again She's like, no, Illyria's inside of me, but we can't let her out. If we let Illyria out, I may never be able to resurface again. He's like, can we get a Ouija board? She's like, no, no Ouija boards. And Ko just says to himself, he's like, I failed. I will never know the fate of my family. And Adira goes up to him. She's like, I know you've been really coy for all this time, Ko. Koiko. Yeah. Koiko. I already said that once, but it was fun to say. Koiko. <laughs> but can you tell us your origin? And he's like, well... I just met you guys, but I guess I've been in these books long enough that I should probably say what's going on. I trust the swirly lady. Yeah. And so he tells us. And it's just a longer version of what we've heard before. I mean, visually it's great. Will Conrad has some amazing creature designs. It's another dimension where Ko is a warrior of the Natobi people and they have to go on like essentially a month-long vision quest. They take some steroids, have some roid rage, and just have to murder demons for a month. Yeah, 
and they have to be banished from the village because there have been some accidents with the roid rage, and the whole village has died. So, so much murder. So he gets sent away for 30 days and 30 nights. Maybe that's where the Jesus thing is coming from. I don't know. I think we're maybe looking a little too hard. Well, I don't know. The going to the desert thing, 40 days, 40 nights. Anyway. Jesus didn't go out to murder. No. No, he didn't. He went out to fast. Anyway. Co went to murder. He really did. And he comes back only to find his entire village dead, including his wife and children. Not great. And he is accused by a neighboring tribe that in his, you know, drug-filled stupor that he is the only culprit who have, could have killed his entire family. And he's like, nah. I definitely didn't. And they imprison him for a whole bunch of years and until the seed's destroyed, he escapes and he finds Buffy and then tries to betray Buffy for Wolferman Hart and then fights alongside her and then comes over to England. Yeah, so it's a pretty succinct and definition. Got, and got blown up in the middle of the earth. Yeah. But then he got out, so it was fine. But Co has recently found out that Illyria has information on who killed his family because he doesn't actually know still. Yeah, and he's also getting concerned. He's like, I don't even know it's been so long like am i misremembering this yeah could i have killed my family like i don't think i could have but how do you know after this many years like i've been entirely driven and motivated by revenge could i have perverted this in my own brain it's kind of sad and then there's the other point that he's like well if i can't talk to Illyria, then i may never know and what do i have to live for at that point when i don't have revenge anymore so he just goes and gets drunk (laughs) He does, yeah. Before he does that, Nadira, <laughs> like tries to, Nadira tries to kind of talk him out of the whole thing, and she's like, look, now may not be a great time to say it, but have you ever thought of not being in the revenge business? And he's like, what does that even mean? I can't even imagine a world like that. And she's like, I know a thing or two about it. What would me being half-melted from it? Yeah, she's like, kind of all-consuming, drank a lot of alcohol, don't do any of these things that I did. And he's like... I will maybe think on it. And then he goes to a bar and drinks a lot of alcohol. So. <laughs> that being said, it worked out really well for me in the long run. Everyone that I wanted to die died, and then I got super fun powers. <laughs> and so actually, swirly. Actually, revenge might be a dish best served awesome. Um, I really just really enjoy the fact that she turned half swirly. And that she kind of now dresses like Esmeralda from The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Did we talk about that before? I don't think so. Because that is what I've remembered. That's what I've retained from every single time I've seen her. Doesn't she look like Esmeralda with her outfits? Could that be the episode title? And her swirliness? Revenge is a dish best served awesome. If you want it to be. (laughs) I like that one. A little wordy. It is a little wordy. See if it fits on your thumbnail. Go from there. That's the real problem. I know. So, Ko leaves, Faith gets a call, and then Faith leaves, and Angel's like, Hey, are are we gonna hang out and be friends again? And she's like, I don't know, I'll call you later. Yeah, she's like, yeah, sorry I didn't call you before. Um, I have things to do right now, so bye. But I want to show you Rory and my new friend Branch. She's like, oh yeah, I know all those things. But he's like, how? I know, poor Angel. Like, he really is a sad puppy sometimes, and right now is one of them. And everyone leaves, and Fred approaches Angel with the biggest bombshell you never saw coming. She goes, Huge revelations that will blow the doors wide open on this entire world. Unheard of, unthought of, certainly not predictable plot twists are coming our way. She was like, I lied back there when I told Ko that I couldn't remember. I know everything. I killed Ko's family. Dun, dun, dun. As Illyria, not as Fred. How much weirder would it be if Fred somehow managed to go back to time and kill Ko's family? That would be the actual plot twist. <laughs> that would be, really threw me off there. I thought it was Illyria all along. But instead it was Pylea sending you back in time. Look, I thought it was super obvious. And hey, wouldn't you know it was super obvious? There's so, not really much more to say on I, that. I, I know, I, <laughs> 
I just never liked it because you could just see it. I feel like they were trying to set it up like it's going to be a thing. No. Well, it was a thing. It's a thing. It was just a predictable thing. It got to the point of why are we dragging this out so much when when everyone but Ko has figured it out. Ko isn't quick on the uptake. Maybe it's those drugs. But Faith returns to Zane Pharmaceutical. We don't see what happens, but we do see the aftermath. Faith has beaten up a massive demon who they're picking up with a forklift. I know. And... Once again, Lady Zane is like, hey, you should stay on full time. And Faith's like, I don't know about it. Like, we're just trying to help people. It's not like we're dissecting anyone or anything nefarious. (laughs) Oh, wait, that was just the other Joss Whedon show dollhouse with Faith? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's so on the nose. Like, you just need, like, a crack of lightning in the background to make it a little more like, (laughs) I wish there were. That would have been so much better. But, yeah. So, you know, foreboding. Now you should be on layouts, too, instead of just writing. Normally, you just try to fix the writing. I mean, my layouts would be stick figures. <laughs> You'd be like, and here is the squiggle that's also my signature, but we're going to call it lightning here. And despite the fact that we've all figured it out, as previously mentioned, Fred recalls the tale of Illyria rolled through Ko's village. She demands worshippers and followers. They weren't really falling in line, so she just killed them all. Called it a day. Pretty much. And the most important part about this is not the retelling, because we could have figured that out on our own, but the fact that Fred being Fred is very thinly contained. Yeah. That was a poor choice of words. I, I know what you mean. Illyria is almost breaking out an instant away from it, but it's not quite getting there. What I do think is interesting about this that we've never really seen before in the history of kind of dealing with the old ones, we saw a little bit like Illyria had a temple that kind of led into a gateway of another world in like her earlier appearance. I've always kind of assumed that Illyria was an earth-based old one and that's why she was like trapped on the earthly plane. And I guess we do get that whole like portal where Illyria's army was being kept, but this is kind of the first real big indication that Illyria was an interdimensional old one, which I'm not against. It's just interesting to see. Yeah. And Fred freaks out. She's like, Illyria's going to come back. Co knows where I am. Angel's like, I know a safe place. It's either going to be a bar or a sewer. Or maybe a bar in a sewer. How much better would that be? Um, But the important thing to remember here, too, is that Faith, Faith, I'm really struggling with that, that Fred turns into Illyria when she's tired or stressed. Illyria's uh, more susceptible to breaking out of Fred's control. And so... I mean, one could say you wouldn't like her when she's angry. Right. Was that a Hulk line? It's from the pilot. Hulk smash? No, Fringa never talked. Hulk smash, smash Hulk. Smash Mouth. Hulk singing Smash Mouth. Think about that now forever. Somebody once told Hulk the world was gonna get Hulk. Hulk ate the smartest tool in the shed. (laughs) See, you're enjoying it. Hulk was looking kind of dumb. You're laughing. I forget the rest of the lyrics. With his finger in his thumb. The shape of an owl on his forehead. On Hulk's forehead. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're moving on from this. And so we go to a bar. We see... What else do we do? Rory's bar. We see Sad Co, who just starts smashing things and patrons, only to be immediately punched in the face by Angel, who I guess he's gotten rid of Fred. Yeah, we never I guess actually he just, saw that. Yeah, he was like, I know a safe place. And then he abandoned Fred immediately. And then one second later, Angel's in a bar. He's like, oh, thank God. I'm back to just nursing this bottle. But. Hey, I think Angel's grown as a person. He punches Co in the face. Co goes down. He goes, you've had a disappointing day. I get it. You need to blow off some steam. But how about we try talking now? Oh, yeah. Angel. Well, he doesn't actually believe that, clearly, because he punched first, but yes. That's what he does. But, you know what? Normally we end Angel and Faith issues on Angel being punched in the face. Yeah. So, 
Switch. Big improvement in Angel's life. Switching it up. And this is the cliffhanger of the issue. And certainly the next issue is going to start with a drag down knockout brawl. Angel versus Co. To the victor go the spoils. Or... <laughs> Co wipes <laughs> his face and stands up. He's like, oh, man, I'm really embarrassed about that. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have smashed things up. <laughs> Hulk smash. <laughs> everybody the hulk in this yes and it's really sweet because then angel gives him a helping hand up and they go take a seat and hulk he's like might as well I... be walking on the sun but i also want him to like sing the instrumental like do 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 <laughs> do 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 and um marvel call me hulk smash mouth would also not be a terrible episode title and so they have a little chat a little one-on-one chat about um how because ko is part of this elite band of warriors he should not have let himself get carried away he should not have drank so much alcohol just he knows better angel has never said those words out loud so ko is still more mature than angel and he kind of repeats what nadiri said he's like once you get revenge what are you gonna do how is that a life also showing more maturity than angel ko actually listens to this and he doesn't have an answer but he certainly is not like i can't believe you're saying these words to me i'm not going to listen to you blah 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 yeah, he just goes, I will think on your words, Angel, but there is no future for me until my heart knows peace. Which is fair, but it's a far more mature response than when Angel went to Nadir and was like, I need help. And Nadir was like, do this. And he was like, no, 70 times for four different issues. <sighs> or that time that Angel wanted revenge, let Darla and Drusilla kill an entire room full of people, then fired all of his friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the second he's, option. He's learning. Like, Who is? Angel, I guess. Cole learned way faster. <laughs> Angel's an idiot. And then Rory, our cat-like bar owner. Why is he cat-like? Because Magic Town. Oh, you mean like literally he looks like a cat. I thought you meant that he had cat-like qualities. Like he moved silently or he had claws. Or, I guess he does have claws. Or sometimes you're just walking down a hallway and, and he, he, he just attacks you like with a quick, I don't know, what would you call that? Was it a swipe or was it a, 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 a lunge? A, an attempted tackle and then <laughs> runs away quickly. Like, ha We have a cat. Oh, he's so difficult sometimes. I was holding him today and he just slowly and gently bit my face. But, yeah, Rory goes, you're not going to bust up this place again, are you? And Angel goes, forget it, Rory. It's Magic Town. You know, I was into Buffy when she was a preteen, so I try and make Roman Polanski references every chance I get. Okay, number one, Buffy was... Not, not preteen, sorry. A teenager. And number two, I didn't know what that movie was from. And number three... Rory really needs to chat with somebody to figure out what spell Lorne had on his bar so that it doesn't keep happening to Rory's bar. That's true. That carrot Lorne solved the problem. Yeah, unless you throw a barrel from the street and it explodes. Okay, Lorne solved the problem most of the time. Or if you have it so only humans can do violence and then they get guns. Lorne solved the problem the majority of the time. Or if there's a portal that opens up and a car drives through it. How did they get the car out of there? Okay, so Lorne tried. At least he tried. Rory's not trying at all here. Rory's just sitting there going, Guys, don't hit things. Don't break things. Guys. And the next morning we return to Sophie and... Or I guess Faith's or Giles or Sophie and Lavinia's. Whoever the hell. That one place everyone lives. But we have a new friend there. Can you guess who it is? You're right if you said it's Fred. Winifred. It's kind of like, did you ever see Blue's Clues? How they'd ask a question and then they'd wait five seconds and then tell you the answer. But it would be like five seconds of awkward silence so you could yell at the TV. I have now never seen Blue's Clues. Why have you? Have you still really like it? She's older than me. Blue's Clues is way after my time. I can't help any of those things. So they would say like, do That's you weird. see the clue in the corner? That's right. It's over by the red chair. 
You know what's funny about that? Is if we actually have a pause in there, it's because I had to go back and edit one in. Because one of the features I use when I edit this stuff down is I cut out all the silences. Are you going to edit out my cool Blue's Clues silence? I don't know. I, no, the problem is I'm, it's going to get edited out. And if I so choose to, I'm going in. to have to add space back in. Well, just make sure it's an awkward amount of space because okay. that's the whole point. But we see that Fred and Faith are both there now. And they're both disheveled. And Sophie and Lavinia are like, ladies. Put your best foot forward. And then they both go, let's move out together. And they're both, again, right in front of Jesus, this very prominent Jesus. Also in a really disturbing way, all of the clothes that Could that, that be we've... the episode title, Prominent Jesus? No. All of the clothes that we've seen Faith and Fred wear now at home, it's exactly what I look like when I'm at home. It's basically what you look like right now. I know. I mean, the clothes clothing wise and they have coffee and you have wine i guess yeah maybe they have wine maybe i had they're hot chocolate hiding, earlier they're hiding wine in those mugs and then faith starts complaining about how she's jet lagged and fred's like i came back from the dead i was dead for like a decade faith's like i guess you can have this one right now but i still am jet lagged <laughs> <laughs> and they're discussing fred's problem and faith goes hey i kind of work for this research company right now that might be able to you know at least give you some answers they're certainly not evil this isn't a Wolferman heart. Okay, and the only reason I actually buy this... So Fred decides to go along with it. The only reason I can buy Fred going along with it is because... Fred is such a science-based individual. Fred's yeah. all about that science. Okay, but here's the thing that I don't buy. All about that math. Not that math. No fiction. Wow, I didn't even know that you knew that song. Also, Sorry. math and fiction are not opposites. I like one and hate the other, okay? I just had to go with what I know. Math and fiction. <laughs> I hate uh, math. <laughs> Alright, anyway. This is why in my business model, I pay one person to do a thing and it's math-based. You should. I know. We're all thankful for that. There's a reason I have an accountant. Um, but what I find odd is that the Fred that I know would have wanted to have a much greater hand in her own experimentation, or at least have helped design it instead of just being like sure i'll sit here with probes on my head like i'm sure it'll be fine well i guess the last time she was like i'm gonna fix this i'm not some helpless damsel in distress and then she died <laughs> maybe she's a little gun shy this time around yeah but i feel like she would have wanted to go more in depth and maybe they did this off panel and we didn't see it who knows but, but we, we go to zane we brought angel along because you know he'd want to be there yeah it's just a little weird because Fred is not normally the sit back and let other people say smart things at you, girl. Yeah. And they start getting some baseline data and Angel is immediately defensive. He's going to attack all these people. And Fred's like, Angel, shut up. They're doing science. It's fine. And Faith just goes, she's like, hey, it's okay, Angel. Science is our friend. I did not like that. That was not normal. That was weird. That's not a Faith line. I thought it was just mocking Angel. Like... Angel's the guy who like, hates technology, hates things that he can't like tactilely understand. And it's fun to make fun of his old man curmudgeon ways. Hmm. I don't know anything about that. I actually quite enjoyed that line. Well, but that's I think fine. My, we can have a difference of opinion. I think my thing was more just that I felt like Faith would be too on edge about the whole thing to make fun of it. I mean, I guess she's the one that introduced it in the first place. Isn't that so. usually her thing is just to, you know, make a joke in the face of danger? Yeah. I don't know she's just not normally a science kind of gal i think faith can believe in things she doesn't understand as, but as her name implies faith in science anyway or standing in front of an awkwardly large jesus picture not in the lab that'd be funnier if everyone just had a giant picture of jesus 
So they start taking baseline results and they do some brain scans and find out that there really are two sets of brain waves going on in Fred's head right now. And so there's Fred, and then there's definitely a shadow baseline that it's pretty clear it's Illyria. And then something starts to happen. And we cut away to Nadira and Co., who are sitting there meditating together, talking about all of their, you know, respective similarities and problems and differences, and how Co. can move forward with his life not knowing who killed his family, even though he is literally the last one to the party. And while they're having a conversation, a massive magical explosion happens inside the lab with Angel, Faith, and Fred. And Adira falls down. Ko goes to her side and she's like, it's afraid of her. It being magic. Because remember, magic is Nadira's friend. She doesn't try to control it. It just, it just is her buddy. And who emerges from the observation room but Illyria. In full cat suit. Yeah. I appreciate that they change clothes every time they change personalities. Yeah, why not? And she comes out and she's like, I sense a presence. A powerful presence. Yep. I'm not doing the voice effect on me. That'd be a weird one. Please do. Just once. <laughs> And I do like Sassy Angel. He picks up like a, you know, injured faith. He's like, we still love in science. Okay, I like that line. Yeah. I just didn't, I don't know. Anyway, um, we find out very quickly that as Fred has come back, Illyria has lost any sort of humanity that she may have gained or pretended to no, gain. I don't, that's not my read of it. She didn't lose it, but her, Look, her godness has definitely overpowered that humanness that she'd cultivated i feel like Illyria is a little bit pissy right now because she's literally died and sacrificed herself to save the world like some large portrait individuals that we've seen before in this arc was it angel yes okay great and this might be the rapture because Illyria is pissed she is gone full hardcore angry again she's basically the same character we saw when we first met her and she is there to fight and to mess things up and she's like hey god king over here queen she say queen well you said god king i know i did i feel like she's more of a god queen women can be kings too goddess queen hashtag feminism and basically she just starts beating everybody up and starts mocking angel he's like fred i know you're in there she's like angel angel it's me haha <laughs> just kidding jackass and then she like punches him and throws a car at him and stuff yeah she throws a car at him one-handed with zero effort. Well, he shouldn't have been in the way of the car then, should he? I know Illyria is physically the strongest one, but this is a level of strength that I don't think we've ever really seen before. To be fair, this is a level of anger from Illyria that we also have not seen before. And she's beating up Angel, she's beating up Fred, and then Ko comes in. You mean Faith? Yep. I've been doing it all episode. These damn (laughs) F names. I know. I don't know why I'm struggling so hard with it. And Ko comes in, he's like, why are you doing this? We saved the world together. We're best friends. She's like, how appropriate you would die by my hands because I killed your whole family. Ha <laughs> ha, sucker! Yeah. Not great um, for their relationship as a general rule. Well, we are not going to brunch again. I can tell you that. Did they ever brunch anyway? I feel like they should have. Is Ko really a bruncher? I didn't really think he was a bar drinker either, though. So what do I know? I enjoy brunch. I bet he likes a Bloody Mary. Do you? I've never had a Bloody Mary and I don't think I would enjoy it. I hate them. They're super gross. Let's stick with mimosas. Damn right. Juice. And so Ko is like, then I will take revenge on you. Hello? Illyria's dialogue is spot on. Illyria says, oh no. Oh, sorry. Okay. So Ko says. Oh, do you want me to do that? Sorry. Do you want me to do both parts? Fine. I'll do. I thought we were comrades. You're not the old one I thought I knew. 
I am more myself than I've been in a long time, Eldrico. I don't have comrades in arms. I have worshippers. Defy me at your peril. Side note, I got to read How the Grinch Stole Christmas t- today, and it was the most fun reading out loud I've had in a very long time. Look, if we were doing an audiobook, I'd ask for a second take of that reading, but, you know, we're moving on. I don't actually care about that reading. I really enjoyed <laughs> reading How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Angel's like, but Illyria, do you remember all of your friends? Gun, Lauren, you know, people that we'll reference offhand, but we're not going to ever see again. You don't know that. Mm. You're so bitter. You're as bitter as co. Get your life together and go meet up with Nadira, whoever she is. And Illyria's real angry. She's like, hey, my humanity made me die. So, gonna beat you up now. And thus she does. Everyone. And Faith's like, do we have a plan in this attack? And Angel's like, we keep running at her. (laughs) Moth of the flame. It's what I do. Yeah, it's not a great plan. It is legitimately Angel's only plan ever. But as Illyria's beating the crap out of Angel, she's like, you know, apparently has some insecurities. Because now that Fred's back, she's like, you never cared for me. You only cared for the vessel that I inhabited. And Angel gets real with her. Things got real. He's like, we always cared about Fred and you. It was never a trick. And then we dive inside of the mind of Illyria and Fred. And it kind of looks like the white room. It does, yeah. Because it's all white. I feel like we should have gone with a different visual there. Just if we've already established a space in this world that is a giant white void. Maybe don't do a second giant white void. I know. What do you want to call it? It also looks like, didn't Angel and Buffy go to a similarly white space? Just that one space. Yeah, with the Daffy Duck cartoon reference. So you never saw that bit. No. You gotta do that eventually. We have a long to-do list. And this white void is inhabited both by Illyria and Fred. Who's wearing the pigtails again? She hasn't done that since season three. Feels like a big old throwback. Yeah, except the idea is really, obviously, to make her seem as innocent and... Visually different from Illyria. And also just the most... Fred was kind of her purest uniqueness right when she was just coming onto the show, right? Because they needed to make her a big personality. And then you can manipulate that personality as you go on, but they need to make like a big impression. So we go back to that big impression, Fred. Do you think she's back with the Texas accent again? I was glad when that went away. Probably. Boo. Well, you can't hear it in your own head. You don't have a Texas accent, do you? Not that I'm aware of. But the two of them have it out, and Fred basically is like, hey, we've both been remade. We need to work this out. Like, out in the real world, you might be the all-powerful, merciless god king, Illyria, the blue ox. But in here, we're sharing the same space, and so we got to deal with this. And Illyria's like, I am a god. You are a human. You listen to me. And Fred's like, no, no. See, we're in my head, so we're both equal again. And she manages to pinion her. And I do like Illyria. She's like, you're a human. You're weak. And Fred has a great retort. Today, a human tells a god no. Dun, dun, dun. And in the real world, Illyria turns back into Fred. And hey, it's all kind of laid out. And Ko has some really terrible swelling going on in his face. He's been punched a lot. He's, I know, he's but real it's just, puffy. It's really funny because you don't normally see swollen in comics. Or at least these ones. Yeah. Bloody, yes, but swollen, no. Which is very painful. He's been punched a lot. And Fred basically says, hey, we kind of have it slightly under control. We'll deal with it as it comes along. And we inch a little bit closer to getting Angel's old team back together again. And as they stand over the rubble epically, this new team of Angel, Faith, Fred, Slash, Illyria, and Co. walk away to leave Lady Zane wiping up some of Illyria's blood in the alley. She's like, we need to keep this information because we're not dissecting anyone or anything. We're just pulling DNA from their blood. Yeah, not sketchy. And later we see Angel and Faith are having their heart-to-heart. 
they needed one this yeah and faith basically says you know i'm not back i'm not ready to be you know the title characters of this book angel and faith but if you need any help i'll be there yeah very musical episode yeah whatever Mm. so ko goes back to nadira because everyone goes back to nadira everybody goes back to nadira and he's like okay so update on my life figured out who killed my wife and daughters uh turns out it was illyria shocking to everybody you make it sound like he's doing a video blog he's like okay guys update well he kind of is and he's like um i don't really know what else to do but i'm gonna try your live and let live philosophy because there's nothing really else for me to do so better than live and let die yeah teach me your meditation ways and he walks away he's like the natobi like an elephant never forget a friend yeah and adira's like cool great so she goes out on her balcony and she starts talking to somebody the magic it's the magic and she's like, I know, you're young and you're scared, but you have more power than she does. And Fred has it under control. Magic town. Yeah. Weird ending. I feel like this issue went on about five pages too long. I know. I feel like it really should have ended with Everyone Zane mopping together. up the blood yeah. in the alley. Like, that was a good ominous cliffhanger instead of like, okay. Everyone gets to talk it out for a little afterwards in these little vignettes. And then we end with a one-shot titled Fight or Flight, and it's just not very good. It's not... Um, <laughs> sorry, it's not Which bad. is too bad. Well, I'm, I enjoyed these last four issues. I did as well. Which is kind of why this one-shot is... More standout-ish. <sighs> yeah, it's here to move the converging plots in a certain direction, which I think we've seen this before with this writer. Like, the Spike miniseries is fine, but it feels kind of handcuffed by the idea of that whole arc is about we got to get rid of the bug ship and this one same idea this feels like it's a little bit handcuffed because it's we got to get angel on the phone yeah we have to meet the phone call yeah and it all has to connect so he does so much better when he has free reign of the arc yeah but there's almost seems to be that editorial mandate of we need to get from point a to point b i mean i can totally understand why that would be very constraining as a writer especially when you only have one issue to do it that being said, like so far, everything that's happened is in the Angel and Faith stuff has been really great this season. This is really my first one where I'm like, eh. Yeah. I could take it or leave it. So we start off with another one of Angel's dreams where he is back to murdering people. And he ends up being a vampire killing some boys, some schoolboys in an alley. And he wakes up screaming in vamp face. Um, and so we find out that the dreams are still going on. We didn't mention the dreams at all during the last arc. I feel like you could have incorporated the important parts of this story, of this last issue, into the previous four issues. Maybe even expanding them to five issues, but, like, staying within that same world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and Angel wakes up. No, I totally agree. Angel wakes up from his sad dream, and he's talking with Fred. Are they in the sewer? Are they in Sophie and Lavinia's? I think they're in Sophie and Lavinia's. Who the hell knows? But Fred has a very strange line. She's like, hmm, things sneak up on me, remind me of Wes. Of course I miss him, but I think about how much of the world he saw than me. Stay on topic. You're all over the place. She's like, hey, if you're having bad, evil dreams about killing people in Ireland, let's go over to Ireland. Yeah, it's a weird call. Not the travel part, totally sport the travel part. I mean, yeah, it's it's true, because I guess that Fred would never have had a chance to really mourn Wes because she was never really Fred when Wes died. And her reaction is, "But I miss him, of course. It it feels very flippant, that line. Yeah. It's not even that I mind the leaps that her brain takes. It's just that line feels flippant. Yeah. Especially, like, when he's so rarely mentioned. Yeah. And they go to Galway in Ireland, where Angel is from. I love Galway. 
and they get a hotel, and apparently there is a massacre tour from some vampire with an angelic face and his blonde lady friend that killed a bunch of people there. Do you think it's Spike and Drew? No, I think it's the opposite of that. I love Drew. I know. I wish it were Spike and Drew. Because I mean, it's Angel and Darla. Okay, how much funnier would it be, actually, if this had turned out to be, like, Drew who was leading the tour? <laughs> sure. Wouldn't that have been great if Drew was just like, <laughs> she just showed up for no turned reason. a corner, just gonna lead this tour group for a while now? Yeah, and I mean, it's basically what you would see like in Salem, except with like actors who are paid to jump out of a corner and go like, boo. Yeah, yes. And Angel's like, no, I don't need to go down this history of my own murders. I'm here to find out about the history of my own murders. Wait, what? (laughs) But Fred's like, that sounds great. I'll go do that. You know, I've confused myself here, actually. And so they're just hanging out. Fred's trying to decide if she wants to go on this trip. And the bellboy shows up and he's like freaking out, sweating bullets. And he stammers basically that if Fred wants to go on the adventure of the massacre tour, that here's some information and to please go on the tour. And then he runs away and everybody's like, that's weird. We're just going to ignore him, though, and go on the tour. So Angel starts snooping around this hotel. While Fred's on the tour because Angel know- doesn't go on the tour. Angel knows a thing or two about a creepy hotel. You mean because he owns one? Who Does knows? he still own it? Who knows? Okay. And he sees the front desk lady putting a heavy chain and padlock on this one door in a certainly not ominous way. And so Angel goes over and, you know, doesn't kick down a door for once, but he does break the lock and chain. And he finds a bunch of bellboys all inside of this room, all freaking out, looking starved, disheveled, and fearful. Meanwhile, back on our little tour... Fred is scaring away people who are trying to jump out by glowing blue like Illyria, and any potential real demons who might attack turn tail. As they should. Yeah. She's a real demon. End of the tour. What a good tour. So Fred comes back and she's like, it wasn't wasn't great. Did you find anything? And Angel is successfully using a laptop for research, discovering that some boys have been killed. I also really enjoy the fact that everybody makes fun of Angel for not really understanding laptops. That's a good thing. You should make fun of Angel for that. And Fred asks if Angel's seen anything. He's like, oh yeah, I found a room with a bunch of bellboys and they were all freaking out, but they didn't have any fear. Apparently all of the fear has been removed from them. I've heard of witches they can do this, but there's something happening in this creepy murder hotel. It could be the blood of a creature that can do this as well. Yeah, and this whole plot comes together really fast and feels rushed and just, it doesn't work on a lot of levels. And it turns out, the people running the hotel are setting up this tour to make people scared so when they get scared they can suck out all of the fear so they can take over the world it, yeah it was too big of a scam and too coincidental and, and too, too weird and then too easy for angel and fred to break up so fred gets kidnapped by the bellboys because she knows too much or something oh no because she's special she glowed blue and they were like she seems important. Let's kidnap her and take all of her fear away, and then we'll be able to really control things. So they take Fred down to their creepy basement, and who comes out but... Illyria. Shocking. And then Angel runs down and destroys the pendants that make them suck out the fear, and that's the end. Yeah, I don't even know if they change hotels. It's really rushed. It is. I kept waiting for their, for it to come back, like... Yeah, the whole thing just, it's nonsense. It just feels like half of this issue is, more than half this issue is just gibberish. Like, they start off with the dream thing. Fred's saying, let's go investigate the dreams. Then there's a whole subplot that happens so fast. Yeah, this isn't a good one. 
But anyway, we keep going. Uh, but then, thank God, we at least end with the thing you knew that was coming. With a phone call. Um, but this time we actually get to hear a little bit more of the phone call, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Spike lays it out. He's like, hey, been having any dreams lately? Any bad dreams that, you know, of you murdering people you didn't actually kill remind you of the old days? And Angel's like, maybe. Turns out I'm in Ireland to kind of deal with that. Yeah. And Spike says, hey, we need your help to stop this and to take it down. And Angel's like, Ooh, it's going to be awkward. And everybody's right. It will be awkward. And he hangs up and was like, hey, Fred, I know you just came back to life, but I, I'm going to go across the ocean. Sorry. You and Faith should do a thing. Hang out with Faith. So this is something that bothers you. Yeah, I was going to wait, but I guess I could do it now. But the arc ends with Angel and Faith walking away. She's like, okay, fine, but can we call ourselves Angel Investigations? Which I like, and then they don't. But they at least mention it. They should. Here's the thing. I have a pretty large gripe with the end of this. Spike. You know Spike. I do know Spike, yeah. He, he spent a whole year over on Angel's TV show, because, you know, take the popular character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like Joey. Mm-hmm. And over on Angel, Spike, you know, he's got along well with basically everyone. Except there's this one character that he had, like, this really unbreakable bond with. Was it Gunn? I think got along pretty well. <laughs> like, let's say that he had this, like, pure non-sexual love for this character so much to the point, like, it was a stronger connection that Angel had that when there was a gigantic apocalypse that Spike's positive memories of this individual were used to save the world. Go on. It sounds intriguing. Yeah, well, like, there are a few people in this world that Spike cared for more than Fred. Don. And Buffy. And end of list. Okay. Spike likes girls. Andrew. Also a girl. Spike likes girls. Yes, he does. But they have this amazing relationship, this amazing connection, and Angel knows that. Fred is literally sitting in front of him, and he doesn't mention it. And he doesn't mention it when he goes over to Buffy, and where we are right now, Spike has no idea that Fred's alive. Like, even as far as where the books are right now. Are you sure that nobody's mentioned it ever? 100%. Okay. I would know. I mean, like, not on panel, but off panel. Like... Uh, there's no reason to say that wouldn't, but... It... Spike would react to that. You would think he would. You would think it's something you'd want to record, but what do I know? Like, even when he was over in England with Angel and Faith and he got one word about Don, the first thing he did was run away to go be with Don. And now one of and now one of his best friends is alive again after being gone forever. And he's going to go, neat. No. Neato. I'm going to stay not in England. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I guess the other thing that bothers me too is that Fred is standing right there as well. And, and she's not like, is that Spike? I know. Whenever you are talking to people, I'm always like, is that your parents? Is that Jared? That's it. That's the people that call you. But I at least want to know what's happening in the conversation, right? And he's like, I'm going to leave weird. the country. And she's not like, why? Did yeah. Spike call? Yeah. And she's not like, oh, say hi to Spike for me. Or, you know, even if she said that, like, that would be better. We wouldn't have Spike's reaction scene, but at least we'd have the idea that he knows. Yeah, I don't like it at all that this never comes up. There's sometimes when... You have to take some concessions when you go from the TV medium to the comic book medium, mostly for time. Like, there's some freedoms that the comics have. Like, you don't have to worry about schedules and budgeting and all that stuff, but you do get a bit of a time constraint. And I get that you can't have every interaction with everyone ever, but this feels like one that should have been, like, big front and center. Like, in this arc alone, we had the reunion of Angel and Faith. They haven't been apart that long. Right. Also, just the... I know that we wanted to end the issue with the spike call because that would be dramatic, but this could have been such a cooler issue if you started with the spike call and filled in some of the gaps between now and when they pick up on Buffy's side. Er you know, they could have done a 
even just like a FaceTime between Spike and Fred, and it wouldn't have like visually been very exciting, but story-wise would have been much more satisfying. Uh, also, even think about like when Buffy and Angel, when the two like when Angel found out that Buffy was alive, he was on a separate network and he still dropped everything. That's true. Yeah. Whatever. I don't like that at all. It really for as much as I enjoyed the first four issues of this arc, and I can even forgive like a kind of rushed one shot, but when you have a very obvious hole missing, that it leaves a sour taste in my mouth to finish this arc with. Yeah, it bothers me too. To be I fair, I just like Spike and Fred. I think they have a good relationship. I like that too. Although, <sighs> and all of after the fall is the first part was all about Spike trying to protect Illyria slash Fred, more Fred, and that's true. That was one of his last, like, big stories. That's very true. I guess what bothers me as much as anything is that that interaction is left out, possibly because of space and time, and yet there's so much in this particular one-shot that doesn't need to be there. That seems to be a space filler. Yeah, it's like, if we could have switched around how things functioned, or... Yeah, actually, you know what? Screw this entire issue. If you just had Spike and Fred on the phone, drop the whole subplot that will never be returned to in any way shape or form actually you're right now i dislike this actively well damn it that's so much better yeah that you have something that feels like it's just wasting time but also something that's missing something that's missing so why not put it all together oh that would have been a million times better i know man you really just cracked this thing wide open i'll do what i can thanks all right so on that downer bear in mind that we really did like the main arc here and the first four the entire season has been great so far on both Buffy and Angel, so don't let this. I re- yeah, it's just a, it's ruin a you. missed opportunity. Um, that being said, next week it's crossover time, and it's a big one. Does Fred go over and see Spike? No, <laughs> but would have helped. Come hang out with us. And actually, if they're going up against like a big bad, why not bring the giant god? Anyway, come hang out with us while we chat about angel and buffy and spike and all of their fun and awkwardness we don't really care about the rest it's really but three of them yeah it really is uh we'll be back for that next week if you want to grab that a week early patreon.com slash editors note comics throw us a buck one buck a month get you this show a week early every single week or if you want to just find us on a regular you know time space place same buffy time same buffy channel editors note (laughs) sorry editorsnotecomics.com Facebook, Instagram, Twitter or if you want to shoot us an email editorsnotecomics at gmail.com Say hi to us Or bye to us You really dwelled on that Spike Fred thing for way too long I'm never listening again Oh, that would be so sad (laughs) Unnecessary email I would be so sad And you know what's comforting? You wouldn't tell me if that email actually happened So that's good But yeah, come back next week Big ol' crossover time We'll see you then Bye